Hi, it's Will from Wapin7. Before you get your ears into this week's episode, a quick message for you. Steve and I have just set up a wonderful, fresh new Patreon. So get yourself over there and please do support the show. We would appreciate it so much. It's patreon.com forward slash Wapin7. Enjoy the show. I did not agree with your suggestion of milk. Deleted. <laughs> brilliant. A brilliant new character from Will Hall. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good idea for a side podcast. Just those two like robots having a chat. I don't think I want to be involved in this one. <laughs> okay. You're going to take... <laughs> tag out of this, are you? Yeah, it's fine. Fine. Yeah, okay, fine. Good greetings, robot friend. Greeting deleted. My name's Will. And my name's Steve. You haven't got time to read War and Peace. Even if it is one of the greatest novels of all time. 587,000 words. 612 grams. That's the weight of the book. 500 characters. 361 chapters. Three volumes. Two epilogues. And a collection of maps. We're going to summarise all of it for you. This is War and Peace in just seven years. I'll tell you what I remember from last week, my main takeaway. Sorry, Steve. Welcome to the the podcast. Sorry, I jumped right into business there, but you wanted a softer landing. I just wanted a greeting. Nice to to see you. Nice to see you too, as you were. I was was just uh, pontificating that that last week there was a big argument and that we've never seen anything like it before, not in the likes of all of War and Peace, nay in my entire life, actually. Lise and Important Andy, and they're having a big old Barney, and for some reason, Pierre is just in the room, watching. Twiddling his big, big hands. Big old red hands. She's just really bummed out because Important Andy wants to go to the war. Pierre is undecided. What was the last major argument you had with your girlfriend? I accidentally threw loads of her clothes away. How did you do that? <laughs> They're in a bin bag in the shed and, you know, I don't want to get into it. But anyway, I, I put them out with the rubbish. But someone then opened them up on the street and like threw them everywhere. Oh, very strange. This sounds like a story you've made up. It does. <laughs> <laughs> your girlfriend's keeping her clothes in the shed in a bin bag? Weird. Weird stuff. What I think about episode seven is I'm just glad to see that the book is really getting into it now. Mm. You know, we've had a lot of this this pleasant pleasantries, really. High society, seeing people gadding around at parties and telling jokes and stuff. Kissing each other's fingertips. Beneath the skin of the fingertips lies the bones of the story. Auditioning for Radio 4 there, aren't you? <laughs> Very good. That's how the audition process works. You get picked up by Radio 4 and then I'll be working on the robot podcast for the the next six years. At least you'll be doing what you love. (laughs) I also remember animals were used a lot last week to describe Lise. Squirrel-like, dog-like. Yeah. That's just something that just popped into my head. And that was episode seven. But enough of episode seven. All right. Book one, chapter eight. Will you be leaving during this reading? Go and get some lunch halfway through. Go and pour yourself a couple of shots. I could, you're right. I could go out for lunch. Your time means nothing to me. (laughs) How many points? I forgot the points thing. I think it's 3-2 to you. Off these points. Dining room. Luxurious dining room. Oh, he waved his arm. What's at the end of an arm? A hand. (laughs) 
caught lackey and an idiot. Excuse me? Are you talking to me? I was just calling you a court lackey and an idiot. Okay, cheers. Just something I thought of to call you. I've got a collection of colourful Russian idioms. Keep your tail up with a gun. I will. I will do that. This is a good threat. I will show you where lobsters spend the winter. Isn't it just the sea? Yeah, I think that. I think that's kind of you know a subtle way of saying I'm going to drown you. Isn't that where they spend the summer as well? Oh, another lobster one. When the lobster whistles on the mountain. That's similar to uh, when Americans say when pigs fly. It's like a worm whistling on the moon. There's no need really to change the animal, Steve. We've already got the saying. No, yeah, it's like a... It's like a cow playing the drums on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Unlikely, isn't it? Kill the worm. Kill the worm. Kurrigans. It's someone's surname. Shove it under the collar. That means to get really drunk. Um, I'm struggling to reconcile that one with reality. Mm -hmm. This article starts out like this. Hello, junkies. (laughs) (laughs) Just got a text from my girlfriend asking me what I'm having for lunch. Just text back saying none of your bloody business. That's a nice idea, yeah. That's a good idea. That would be in, you know, really in keeping with the theme of these chapters of, of arguments, wouldn't it? Yeah. Arguments with loved ones. Okay, I've read it. Two pages read. Final one. To peel a turnip to some pepper. So is it to like thumb your nose up at something? No, it actually just means to beat the shit out of someone's face. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll be using that one. No, thank you. Right then. Can you believe listeners that last week we always make this joke steve didn't make any bloody notes did he until the end again what's this it's the sound of a bloody pen it's your special pen it's my special pen what color are you going to choose this time um i'm going to go with a gentleman's blue so you might remember that the last time we left things on a on some somewhat of a tense note we we carry on directly from that tense moment into the the aftermath of the tense moment which is I would describe as quite tense. It's quite tense. It starts tense. Okie dokie. Prince Andrew and and Pierre in the room after he's just really been very mean and rude to his wife. And it's a bit awkward. That awkwardness was not going to stop. Tolstoy does explain the moment. And this is really brought it home to me, you know, via hands. Prince Andrew rubbed his forehead with his small hand. That does paint a picture, though, because that's kind of like, oh, I've absolutely balls this up. Yeah. Whoopsie. You can't... uh, Do you want one of my idioms? (laughs) Go on, then. Uh, Unbelievably, it's about hands. Hands do not reach to look. Great, I'll use that one. But, you know, hands do not reach to look, and that's why they went and had some supper. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was weird. Dinner? Yeah. What I don't understand is what time it is, how long they've been at this party. They're having supper now. Did they sleep in the room? They're definitely at Andrew's house now, for sure. Andrew and Lise, his wife, have recently married. They're newlyweds. Oh, okay. You know that because all the cutlery in their house is brand new. That's a classic giveaway. Whenever I go to a friend's house, I always look, open their cupboards, open their drawers, just have a look, look, see how new that cutlery is. And then you'll, you can figure out if they've been married recently. Hang on a sec, guys. Are you newly married? And it's annoying because I wasn't invited to the wedding. Gotcha. So they've got some new cutlery. Uh, Do they use it? I can't tell you what they ate, 
I can't tell you anything at all. I'm going to cross the word food out of my notes, and now I'm just left with the word tense. Basically, this episode comes down to a heart-to-heart between his between Andrew, Prince Andrew, and his good friend Pierre. And he, he starts talking about his marriage. My takeaway is that it's not going particularly well. You tell me what you think from this. Never, never marry, my dear fellow. That's my advice. <laughs> never marry. How many times do you need to say never <laughs> to make your point there? He says, marry when you are old and good for nothing. Or all that is good and noble in you will be lost. It will all be wasted on trifles. Wowzers! If you marry expecting anything from yourself in the future, you will feel at every step that for you all is ended. All is closed except for the drawing room. It amuses me to imagine there's people listening to this podcast now who are just about to propose. (laughs) Someone just lobs the engagement ring out the window. Sod it. What's the point? I will get married when I'm a useless old husk of a man. Yeah, I'm not getting married yet. I've got far too much use in me. (laughs) (laughs) Is he just bigging up the fact that he's like, see, I need some war. Let's go and bloody crack some skulls, pal. Bit of positive news for you. Hello. Little aside, when Pierre takes off his spectacles, he looks really nice. (laughs) Ah, so far the only character in War and Peace who looks good is um, Helene, isn't it? Or Helene. Maybe that's one for the Wap Waffy Wap fat book. I think so. Um, It's also, I didn't know he wore spectacles as well. So that's a double header there, Steve. That's really quite something. Have you ever encountered someone that does this, where they um, they want to change the subject, and so they just pretend that you said something? So you, you know, you were talking about uh, what was that about bread? Yeah, <laughs> Prince Andrew does that. He goes to Pierre. You were talking about Bonaparte. Tolstoy explicitly points out that he wasn't, which I quite like. So far, this conversation appears to have just been Andrew slamming his entire life and marriage. Then goes, "What was that about Bonaparte? What was that, mate? You mentioned Bonaparte. I've got something to say about that." He sounds like he's bloody losing it. The reason he mentions Bonaparte is because, uh, as far as I understand, Bonaparte didn't get married, and look what he achieved. Case in point. Whereas, in Prince Andrew's words, if you tie yourself up with a woman, you'll be like a chained convict and you'll lose all freedom. If anyone was <laughs> on the fence about Andrew and his feelings about marriage, that's done now. All you have of hope and strength merely weighs you down and torments you with regret. Good, good lord. I do. God, do you know what? Maybe Andy just does need to go to war. He needs something, man. He's not happy. He doesn't like the drawing rooms, all the balls and stuff like that. He hates it. It's it's really taken a downward turn, isn't it? Yeah, well, sure. But Prince Andrew thinks he's an amiable guy with a caustic wit. Oh, now he's bigging himself up. This really is sad, isn't it? It's what he also hates about himself is that he's so good at all the rubbish parties, but he hates them. Thing is, I'm just so good at hanging out with people, but I hate them. <laughs> such a great guy. Bloody hell, his ego's out of control, isn't it? Here's a little aside. When they were all getting into their carriages and stuff like that at the end of Anna's party, mm. we got a bit confused because all of a sudden they seemed to be at Andrew's house. And I'm not sure what happened there, but he, he mentions a couple of times that they were just at Anna's house. Like, oh, we're in his house now. We're definitely right now in Andrew's house. I think before we were also we were at Anna's house. And at some point... Jump cut. It wasn't clear to me, at least. I don't want to give Tolstoy any tips on how to write a book. You shouldn't. If I were to... Uh, just at the top of the page, Anna's house. Yeah, sure, okay. Andrew's house. <laughs> if you think it's that important, <laughs> it's... you can put that at the top of each page, yeah. It's confused the two of us. It's true, it has been a bit confusing, yeah. He was lolling in Anna Pavlovna's easy chair. So he must have been there. <laughs> lolling. Lol. Here's what he thinks of women. They're selfish, vain, stupid and trivial in everything. When you Whoa. first meet them, it seems as if there's something in them, but there's Whoa. nothing, nothing wow nothing back to the never 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 stuff isn't he (laughs) yeah he likes to say negative words thrice nothing nothing in case you didn't get it nothing 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 
Important Andy, not a big fan of women. Certainly not high society women. Stop banging on about what you don't like, Andy, and tell us what you do like. Pierre and Andrew are great friends. And mm. Pierre really, really, really looks up to Andrew. Maybe there's an idiom that would help us describe what, what, how impressed he was with Andrew. Sure there is. I'll just pick one at random. Hang noodles on the ears. You know, you, you look up to your friend like they would hang noodles on, on your ears. <laughs> this is what Pierre thinks about Andrew. He's got incredible strength of will. He's got a calm manner. Okay. He's got an extraordinary memory. Ooh. He's done extensive reading. He reads and knows everything. And he has a impressive capacity for work and study. Those are like skills on LinkedIn, aren't they? The, the, the <laughs> Pierre's endorsing. I don't know. Do you have extraordinary memory on your LinkedIn? Mate, if I had one, I'd, I'd put it up. I wouldn't endorse you for calm manner, though. Do the old forgetful joke? Nah. Okay, whatever. Yeah. What? Yeah. I think... What's that, mate? Don't remember. Pulls a cat's tail. What's your worst characteristic, Will? Oh, it's so difficult to even come up with one. I'd need ages to really kind of plough through. I know, I could think of a few. I could think of some immediately. <laughs> well, Pierre is addicted to philosophical meditation. <laughs> wow. Addicted, it's described as. He's a philosophical junkie. Would you be happy for me to write that down? Write it down. Please. Shorthand for Pierre in my notes, by the way, in case these are ever uncovered by a historian, is mm. just P. Let's hope there are no other characters with a P in their name. Ah, bollocks. Yeah. Andrew's like, he's like, yeah, that's great. What else is rubbish about you, Pierre? Pray do tell. Andy loves this <laughs> shit, doesn't he? Yeah. Keep going, though. He feeds yeah. off negativity, doesn't he? When he's saying this, he blushes crimson. His hands or... <laughs> we presume his hands are beyond crimson. Infrared. A small dwarf star. <laughs> Why does he feel so awful? Because he's an illegitimate son without name or means and he doesn't know what he wants to do as a job and that's incredibly embarrassing. Take my word for it. Everyone wants a bloody job, don't they? It was plain that he had taken a great effort to say this. Mm. He, he might be illegitimate though, but he's still hanging out at cool parties. That's prescient that you said that because Prince Andrew's like, you're a good guy, don't bother with all this high society nonsense. It's rubbish. Don't get married. Oh, back to that. <laughs> quick, quick one. Don't get married, by the way. Have I, have I been clear about that? Never, <laughs> never, never. There's a real cliffhanger coming up now. What? At the end of the chapter. Oh, my Lord. He's staying at Anatole's house, Pierre. Hello. The useless brothers. Yeah, Hippolytes, bro. Anatole wants me to go over tonight. But because of this conversation, Pierre's like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to waste my time <sighs> getting drunk, hanging out. And then Andrew says, you give me your word of honour not to go. On my honour. Will he go? Won't he go? Wow, that is such a cliffhanger. He is on his own honour. I will not go to the pub tonight, Steve. I've done my best to try and make that into a cliffhanger. I don't know if I've succeeded. <laughs> will it become the cliffhanger you so want it to be? Can you believe, I mean, for you at home and us as well, actually, we've got to wait a week to find out if he goes to Anatole's house or not. And we'll, what will happen to his honour with, with Andrew? I feel so sorry for Pierre. He was just about, you know, he had plans to have a fun evening. And then important Andy bummed him out so much that he just cancelled his plans. I'll sod it then. I'll do nothing. I don't know. He's going to stay at some one of the houses he's in, he's in or at. I'll just sleep outside then. Sleep, yeah, go to the park. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I won't go out and have any fun. No, you're, you're right, Andrew. I'll just, uh, I'll just stand outside all night. Thanks, mate. That's great. What was that stuff about marriage again? Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I've got that written down. Never, never, never. So I should just stay alone outside? Yeah. From now on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Promise? 
Promise me. <laughs> on my honour. Good lad. Yeah, it's like a pinky promise, but really serious. Yeah, so not like a pinky promise. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Is there a Russian idiom for that? Or Yeah, almost certainly. Like herring in the barrel. Ah, uh, yes. Don't explain that at all. That's great. Thanks. No, I wouldn't need to explain it. Like herring in the barrel. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. That was uh, episode eight. Um, I guess I have to summarise. It's the summary summary. We're going to get really bored of this phone readying joke, aren't we? Everyone is. Honest to God, I'm not tired of it at all. (laughs) You're not there yet. Oh, I might just do a really long name. That would help because last time you had a second left over, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to add a bit more meat to these bones. How long are you going to prepare the summary for, mate? You're writing it out word by word. You know, I've never once planned one ever. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't gum up. It's good to have a bit of flexibility in there. I I worry about that. That's the sound. Chip, chip. Chip, chip. Like, um, Like coming home, that sound. Chip, chip. Ready? Yes. Three, two, one. The Negative Nancy, Andy's advice. Marriage is bad, bad, bad. Sick of parties, sick of women, sick of life. Pierre agrees to not have fun for some reason. <laughs> good. good. That's exactly 10 seconds, my friend, my good friend. Well done, mate. I want to check Negative Nancy isn't some sort of slur. What? Like, what do you think it means? No, no, it's not. It's okay. It's good. I just wanted to check. What were you checking? Yeah, synonyms, Debbie Downer. It's fine. Other synonyms? Hang on, other synonyms? <laughs> Sad Simon. <laughs> Very good, mate. We could do the alphabet. Now nah, we won't know. No. Oh, we can't things on. I have to say, you wrote it. It was very put together. It took me 10 seconds to write it, 10 seconds to read it. That's 20 seconds from start <laughs> to finish. It's quicker. If you can do it all in one go, it's a quicker process. But uh, <laughs> yeah. don't worry. 10 seconds here, 10 seconds there. What does that matter? What does that matter between friends, eh, mate? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. That was episode eight. Things are tensing up, to use a word from my notes, just to make sure I get it out. You slipped that into the sentence very nicely, actually. There was also quite the heart to heart. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> We're seeing beyond the veneer now, people's relationships really starting to come to the surface and, and, you know, what they really think about all these parties. It's fine if your mate is a bit negative, but if you do have a negative mate, you don't have to stop having fun to impress them, all right? I don't, I'd never do that. If Steve asked me to not have fun, I would kick him in the face. Don't get married, live outside, no more fun. (laughs) That's my recommendation as your mentor. And I would say to you, Steve, kill the worm. Would a worm live on the moon? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, see ya. All right. Action. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of War and Peace. Episode 8. Nearly episode 10. Maybe we'll have a party at episode 10. Who knows? Maybe we will. Thank you very much for listening. Please do tell a friend about it. Please do uh, share the website, wapin7.com. Send us an email. Someone must have done it because we've had five listeners from Russia. Hello. So whoever it was that did that, thank you very much. Keep on listening and send us an email if you like. Tolstoy at wapin7.com. And here's the bits that, you know, aren't that good. Guess what milk I'm trying out today in my coffee, Steve? Is it bear milk? It's not bear milk. Can no. I have another guess? Uh, yeah, I've got all day, mate. You can guess until you get it right if you want. Is it the milk from some sort of insect? I don't think insects produce milk. Is it? Is it the... So far, your guesses have been 
quite stupid. Well, so I assume why, it's let's, not just... Let's rein it in. Well, wait, oat milk. Is it oat milk? Correct. Sorry. <laughs> God's sakes. Would you like to go out for some electricity? <laughs> Thank you. They're going to the pub. No, That's the not. robot pub. Request granted. I can't. <laughs> I really like it. I'd listen I to it. I'd listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I can't promise I'll listen to it, but it's. I really support your creative work. Um, I'm not available uh, to do that podcast. I really like it. This time. How will we get into town? Question yeah. deleted. Yeah, great. Well, I'm sure someone will like it. Find my email address somewhere and then email me uh, if you want to have a go at making that podcast with me. Sure. We'll sidestep Steve and his overbearing creative <laughs> dict- dictatorialshipness, whatever. No, it's not that. I think it's just a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs>